Welcome to the Financial Advisors Workshop, where Brian Castle, founder of Four Star Wealth in Chicago, interviews the most successful financial advisors in America to hear exactly how they grew their businesses to 100 million and beyond. Before we dive into the interview, please go to financialadvisorsworkshop.com and download your copy of our free guide on how to find ultra high net worth clients. Let's start the show. Here's Brian. Welcome everybody back to the Financial Advisors Workshop. Uh, this is where we attempt to uh, talk to top financial advisors in, in our industry and get ideas from each other, work together, collaborate, and learn how everybody built their practice and how we can all get better by learning from each other. So today, we have a really great uh, advisor who's been around the street a little bit, learned a lot of different things, and now settled in with a, an independent shop that he's one of the leaders of, Justin Macris. Justin, welcome to the Financial Advisor Workshop. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it, Brian. And yeah, Justin Macris. I'm an advisor and partner over at Wealth Design Group. Uh, we're affiliated with Park Avenue Securities as well. Um, so yeah, super excited to just start this conversation. Well, good. Well, we, we had some interesting discussion in the pre-taping pre, uh, about how you developed. And you started out and interning to learn about the industry. And then at one firm for a few months, another firm longer. Give us a little background on that. Yeah, yeah. So I was in I was in college. This was like 06, 07, 08. Um, I was at Baylor University in Waco, Texas, and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have any family in this background or anything like that. My mom owns a retail store. My dad owns like a little pressure washer business, him and like one other person. And um and so I did an internship with a company called Capstone Asset Management, which at the time was a really, really successful like money management planning company here in Houston. Just a, a relationship I had with the owner's daughter. Uh, we just went to high school together. We were friends. And right. I thought it was awesome. I was like, yo, I love this. <laughs> I definitely want to be in the world of investing. Mm -hmm. uh, then I just wanted to figure out like what side of it I wanted to be on. Do I want to be more of an analyst? Do I want to do money management? Or do I want to be a planner and mm -hmm. do more like client facing, right? So I chose client facing, graduated, worked for Raymond James, really just for a couple months because then I got an offer from Morgan Stanley, which is who I at the time was thought was the best company and who I really wanted to work for. Um, so once I got that offer, I started working with them for a couple of years. Uh, and then, yeah, Brian, as I mentioned to you before we got started, you know, after working with them for quite some time, I started to see there was a little disconnect in the way that I wanted to be able to help my clients and also the way that they approach investing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the structure of the company is in a way that it makes it sometimes difficult to feel like you're able to do what's in your client's best interest. Yeah. And I don't believe in the way that they invest. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't really believe that there's anybody on this planet, including myself, that knows what stock you should pick versus what stock you shouldn't pick and when you right. should get in versus when you should get out. Uh, in fact, if you look at the best money managers in the world, they outperform the market, you know, 7% of the time, approximately, according to Dalbar. And it's a different 7% every year, right? That's why companies have thousands of fund managers. You know, they know some will do well and they'll promote the heck out of those. And the ones that don't, they just get rid of, right? Right. So, I uh, actually, I didn't say it, share this story with you, Brian, but I'll, I'll, I'll share it now. So really where it clicked for me is there would be a money manager that would come and buy us lunch every day. And I was, you know, fresh out of college, broke. So I'll take every, you know, every free lunch. I free lunch. Get. 
Yeah. So someone came in and, you know, they're from New York and, you know, they've got some amazing pedigree. They went to Penn or Harvard and they're this great money manager and they have this great track record and they were bullish on the market, right? They, they inferred that the market was going to go up over the next however much time. Mm-hmm. And they said, all right, that sounds smart. These guys are smart. The evidence is great. Okay, got it. And then literally the very next day, someone comes back also from New York or Chicago or wherever, and they also have an amazing Ivy League degree, and they've got this great track record, almost identical to the other group, and they're bearish on the market. You know, they think it's going to go down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's when it like kind of finally clicked. Oh, I get it. Nobody has any idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they have information, and then they're making an assumption. And um, so that's when I was like, yo, I've got to make a switch. Um, like I said to you, I almost got out of the business entirely because I kind of thought it was all a sham. I uh, was so blessed to meet the owner of Wealth Design Group and founder at the time, Rick Ray. I met my current partner, Mark Conley, who was just a top advisor there at the time. Uh, yeah, the rest is history. I've been with them now for 10 plus years. Nice. So um, now you mentioned when you came over, you uh, kind of started from scratch, like you brought a few clients, but not many, right? And how did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was tough, uh, obviously, um, but it was just something that I really wasn't concerned about because I really wanted to make this work for me as a profession. I love this industry and I love the profession itself. You know, I'm obviously biased, but I think there's nothing better. Uh, You know, not only do you have unlimited income, not only do you control your time, but you're actually helping people in a way that's profound. I mean, money is a big thing. You know, it's it's family, it's religion, and it's money. Those are like the hot topics, right? So um, I didn't really care. I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I did the old school route. I joined organizations, did a bunch of cold calling, uh, went out and just met as many people as I could. I think the biggest advantage that I had um, was one of the other advisors, Dale, Dale Peeper, who's actually one of my partners now as well, Um, we joined Harris County Medical Society, which is a doctor group here in Houston, uh, and just cold called out of the book and set meetings and ran them through our process. And that's really kind of how we built our business was just kind of old school cold calling. Nice. And you built up to over a hundred million now. So yeah. And actually, since we spoke, it's actually closer to 125. I've had a great year. Wow. Um, and that's, and that's for me individually, um, the group itself, Wealth Design Group now is close to 400 million. So that's really Mark Dale, myself and the rest of our advisors. Right. Wow. So, uh, so this is a lousy year for the market. So how did you, how did you grow this year? Well, I mean, I have been really committed to a program that we've been developing for quite some time with this money manager, Mattson Money that we work with out of Scottsdale. Okay. And give you a little background. That's they're one of the main reasons I decided to work with Wealth Design Group because Wealth Design Group was starting a relationship with them. And Matson Money is a unique, unique place, not only in the way that they approach investing, but the fact that they choose to not work with wirehouses, which seems crazy because if they put their funds on platform with Fidelity and Marilyn Morgan, they'd have, you know, they have close to 10 billion right now, but they'd have, you know, hundreds of billions, right? Because their performance is amazing. Right. But they believe and coaching, just like we believe in coaching. And they believe in actually educating people and understanding how investing works, not just the math and the science, but all the behavior and all the biases and all the Wall Street bullies that work against us, right? 
So they have been developing this program for about seven years. And then we've been, we're co-branded with them now to actually help develop and lead the program for the past three years. So I've been in a ton of training on that, which has not only helped my conversations with clients, but we've also been having these workshops. So every single really month to two months, uh, depending on if Matt's and Money's leading them in Scottsdale or if we're leading them here in Houston, we'll get anywhere from 30 to 50 clients uh, do a two-day workshop with us called the American Dream Experience. Um, Yeah, and it is, in my opinion, the most profound thing people can do around the world of investing. There's no product that's sold. There's no enrollment. Okay, now you got to sign up, do this. It's straight education, but it's designed in such a way that not only do people walk away understanding the world of investing, like not only, I, I get it now, but they walk away with real freedom, real fulfillment, and just real peace of mind around their money. And not right. a not a peace of mind that, you know, I feel good when markets are up, right? <laughs> no, a peace of mind that lasts. So when markets are down, not only do they find themselves finding more money to invest, right? Because they get the concept of it recovering, but they they stay with me. They don't panic. They don't leave, you know? Um, so I would attribute the training and the American Dream experience uh, really to the reason we've had so much success over the past couple of years, because we've really had a breakthrough. I mean, I'm, I've rolled over 42 million this year, and that's like double the best year I've ever had. Um, wow. So yeah, yeah. And our company's rolled close to 60. Um, so, and yeah, it's, it's been not the experience of some of our colleagues. A lot of them are struggling because it has been a down year and people are, right. you know, scared. Um, but we're really having a breakthrough in our business. Uh, and I attribute a lot of that to the development that we're getting in that training. Um, training. And, yeah. And the training is done by a company called Vanto group, uh, Vanto, group? Okay. Vanto with a V. Yeah. Okay. Steve Zaffron, who's the founder of Vanto group. Um, he's worked with companies all over the world. He's worked with countries. I mean, he's worked with all these different amazing organizations and he's partnered with Mats and Money to develop us to co-lead this thing called the American Dream Experience so that eventually you'll have 50 to 100 advisors across the entire country and Canada and Puerto Rico leading this event to create a critical mass around what is the American Dream Experience as an event and the impact it has on investors. So so, um, are the clients they're part of the meetings mm-hmm. and they get comfortable with a long-term approach and then your view of it as well. And you got they it. Get great. So do you bring prospects in too? And then they get comfortable? No, totally. Yeah. It's a, it's a combination. It'll be people that have been clients of mine forever. My, my commitment is I want every one of my clients and my goal by the end of December 31st, 2024 is to have 90% of all my clients attend, whether they're right. brand new or they've been clients for 10 years. Right. Right. Um, so it's current clients that come, it's current clients that have all their money with me and it's current clients, we call it dark money that have their money still somewhere else, right? Or part of it. And then it's brand new people. It's brand new people. We meet off the streets, introductions we receive, you know, I have a lot of my young advisors are still cold calling and, and still doing zoom info. You know, we've got a whole crew of people that are trying to build their own practices. So, um, yeah, it's a mixed match of people, which that's also by design because you want there to be a different person in the room because you want it to land and also not land for certain people. So there's conversations because it's really not a two day lecture. It's really a two day conversation of 
all right, how does this work? Why is it not working for you? Why does it work for some people? You know, mm-hmm. and and the basic idea on investing is it uh, based on uh, asset allocation or just long term thinking, relative strength? Is there kind of a theme to how they do it? Theme of the American Dream Experience or theme of the way we approach investing? Investing. So investing, the way we approach it, is we will never recommend anything, anything that is not academically. Is that an academic principle that has been empirically tested? So another way of saying that is if you haven't won a Nobel Prize, if it hasn't been something that's proven in the data for 50, 60, 70, 80 years, we don't use it. So I can tell you exactly how we do it. So we use efficient market hypothesis as the foundation. So we get flat on, okay, do you believe in free markets? Do you believe in capitalism? Do you believe that markets will always go up? Do you believe that the price that it is today is set because all the noble information is already into the price, right? So that's really efficient market hypothesis in a super quick summary. Is do you think markets will always go up? Then we use Eugene Fama's, used to be a three-factor model, now it's a five-factor. I'll just focus on the three-factor. Three-factor model to help us pick what asset classes we should own. Okay. So what Fama proved is, you know, stocks pay... more than bonds relative, you know, from the 1920s to now. So you should own more stocks than bonds. You know, these are approximate numbers, by the way. Fama proved that small companies, small cap companies pay about 2% more than growth companies. So you should add small to your portfolio. He proved value companies, you know, high book to market ratio companies pay about 4% more than growth companies. So you should add value to your portfolio. So right. with his with his Nobel Prize winning concepts, we identified 21 different asset classes that have been proven to pay a premium relative to risk, yep. and then we bring it all together and use the you know the, the Godfather at all right modern portfolio theory Harry modern Markowitz portfolio theory right to actually help us engineer the portfolio to figure out how much should go into small small value large large value so that you can fall on that Markowitz efficient frontier. This sounds like University of Chicago stuff. Yeah, well, all those guys are University of Chicago. In fact, Harry Markowitz is actually on the board of advisors at Matson Money, the money management firm that we work with. Oh, right. Yeah, and in the American Dream Experience, Mark Matson interviews actually both Harry Markowitz, but also Eugene Fama, which is very rare because Fama doesn't really do interviews with money managers, right? But there's so much alignment there, and they work together, you know, at DFA and different places that there actually is a really cool interview with him. Uh, that you really can only see if you come to the American Dream Experience. And it really creates such a sense of credibility. Of, okay, this is the economic concepts and this is how they're applied. Um, so pretty, pretty powerful. I'm, I'm a true believer. There you go. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, and my, my dad and I always joke, like, you know, University of Chicago and, and my uh, stepmom's one of her, actually, I think two of her siblings went there. It's it's as good, if not better, than any of the Ivy Leagues. University of Chicago is the real deal, like the real well, deal. Is that we where like, you went? You... We were ranked number one on and off the last 10 years, so maybe it's better. Is that where you went to school? Yeah, that's why I have that up there, yeah. That's, that's awesome, and I do. Congratulations. Yeah, that's big time. That's that's amazing. Yeah, the Thank interview you. actually with Fama is at the University of Chicago, so it's cool. You see the campus. Yeah. They're in kind of around his office. Yeah, it's amazing. That's great. Well, good. So you, you see you've got some good kind of background as to why you select what you do and an education mm-hmm. client so they know that you're not doing crazy things you're doing good things for them and developing yeah. 
great program and they can trust you and believe that you there's some moorings and some knowledge behind that. And then you get them involved in it. You get them to own the ideas, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What you said is so powerful because so at Wealth Design Group, our why, why we exist is to empower families to experience purpose, freedom, and abundance. Now, here's what's funny about that. We've been working with clients for 10 years, and we want that. We wanted it since day one, right? But what we realized is even though we have clients that are happy and they have good returns, you know, they've been working with us in Mets and Money, when things get a little crazy, like this year, like 2020, um, they get nervous, you know, they start to kind of panic and they start to get uncomfortable and they start to doubt, right? So what we realized was, okay, we are really not creating peace of mind and freedom for our clients. We're trying, but it's not working, right? So what we discovered is, even though we acknowledge their trust, like I really am grateful for their trust, that's not where peace of mind lives. It lives with them discovering for themselves how the investing works, how the structure works. And so when they discover it, not only do they've got it and they don't have any more concern, but it also leads to a lot of introductions because they have such an impact doing the American dream experience that they want to bring their friends and their colleagues and all that. So that's also helped the expansion in our business as well. So I'm going to ask you a question. I think I think I might already know the answer to, but uh, we're in the kind of market where, first of all, on the downside, we get the panic calls. And then on the upside, we get the FOMO calls from the people that are <laughs> here. They're missing out. Right. So do you have a panic FOMO routine going or is everybody pretty settled? That is pretty settled down. It's pretty settled. Like to give you some perspective in 2020, when COVID hit and it was crazy, uh, a single client, I only had one client that panicked and got out. Every single one of my clients, you know, I now have 251 approximately, stayed. So to answer your question, I still get them, but they're few and far between. And Good. a lot of that is the work that we do with the American Dream Experience. But we also do coaching every month, right? So every single month we'll have a, a dinner coaching event or an online Zoom coaching event. And that's just to reinforce the concepts. Right. Could reinforce, hey, don't stay disciplined. Everything's going to be fine. You know, uh, next month we're talking about, no, I'm sorry, next month is our American Dream Experience in Houston, uh, which you're more than welcome to come to. I can give you more details on that if you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in October, what were we going to say? Is it yes? In fact, uh, let us know and any of our listeners who want to participate in, we'll make sure that we get, get them connected to you. Yeah, there's actually, so we don't charge for the event. We say if you get here, Obviously, you can experience the event. We cover everything. We'll put you up in the, uh, the hotel. It's September 8th. Let me make sure I get my dates right. And September 9th, the only criteria is we have to have an initial conversation prior. We call it the investor inventory to just make sure that they're enrolled with integrity, making sure they're coming for the right reason. They're going to get out of the event what's available because a lot of times people hear investment seminar, they're coming for tips and hints and stocks, and that's not what right. we do. <laughs> So at the end right. of the day, we want to make sure they're coming for the right reasons. But yeah, if they're interested, I'll get them not only those dates, but we're setting up our dates for 2023 as well. Matt's uh, Money also has dates in October. And then we do usually one to two Zoom events a year, too, if people just don't want to travel. Where uh, in Houston are you? Are you near the Galleria area? Yeah, we're actually right across the street from the Galleria. So I tell people, you see the Nordstrom's, take a left. There's the guest parking. So we're literally right across the street. And that's a very wealthy area of Houston. So yeah, uh, so. yeah, Galleria. You know, the Galleria is it's, it's interesting. You've got all of Houston comes to the Galleria, so it's an amazing like melting pot. You see everything, right? But the neighborhoods outside the Galleria, yeah, are very, um, very nice neighborhoods. Yeah, you've got yeah. 
River Oaks, you got Tanglewood, you got all the nice areas right outside. Post Oak Boulevard. Yeah, it's yeah, we're right off Post Oak. We're 30, 40 Post Oak. Yeah. Nice. Well, good. So you got this great base. And I think I think the point what I was making, and I think our listeners have figured that out, is uh education uh and confidence is what you you're building. And that's why you don't have the panic FOMO thing going on now in this bad market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, strange or strange market, I guess. How it's bad or good, depending on how you look at it. Perfect but, way to say it. Strange, <laughs> strange time. But uh, then, how do you service folks? Do you do marketing events? Do you do reviews every six months? How do you? Mm-hmm. What's the way the people live in your environment? Yeah, ideally a quarterly review. Whether it's either I'm doing it or one of our other advisors are doing it, depending on the cases and stuff, because we do want every one of our clients to be able to have access to an advisor. So. If I'm out of town or circumstances or whatever, you know, I'm obviously working with Mark and Dale to build our business. So my time is is tight at times, right? Um, so ideally a quarterly review, and then they're getting invites to every coaching event that we've got. Oh, that was the comment I was making. So September's our American dream experience. October, we're going to talk about the misintrusive of investing. Uh, November, we're going to yep. talk about uh, the difference between structured funds and index funds. That's a really unique conversation. Um, and then in January, we're doing a conversation called Mind Over Money, which is really talking about kind of the Wall Street bullies, like how they really try to work against us and sell us things that we really don't need. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and they scare you and they get you to do things you don't want to do. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Right. I mean, um, look, they're, I'm a big believer in capitalism, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But what I'm saying is the outcome for investors is normally not very good, right? Mm-hmm. Again, using that Dalbar study, right? Average investor makes around six to 7%. The market mm-hmm. using like the S&P 500 as a reference makes 10, right? The other mm-hmm. asset classes we mentioned make 11, they make 12, they make 14. So there's a massive gap between mm-hmm. seven and 10 and seven and 14. Oh, oh boy, yes. And the compounding is just unbelievable. The one or two percent is an, an enormous amount. No, oh, millions, uh, yeah, hundreds of millions, depending yeah. on the amount of money you've got. Yeah, it's a massive number. And there's also that thing called peace of mind. So not only are you not getting the return you should, but then you're spending your life experiencing mm-hmm. money, anxious and scarce and unstable and unsure, where that can just be gone. That yeah. doesn't have to exist for investors. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed you're involved in a lot of uh, outside activities, member of your church, mm-hmm. uh, Orthodox Society. So um, is that where you get a lot of client relationships, initial contacts or through other sources? So it's so funny. Uh, I don't get a ton through church until recently, actually. So we just got invited to uh, manage what's called the AHEPA, which is a Greek organization, Hellenic organization locally here in Houston, not the na- national one. Um, so that's coming, but I get a lot of them from like other social events and things that I do. So I join like car clubs, I'm into cars and stuff. You probably see my background. I'm into car stuff. Um, so different things. I mean, this is what I tell my young advisors, uh, and I practice what I preach. You really should join some type of alumni association. Even if you went to a community college, like just there's alumni associations everywhere, right? You should join some type of charitable association and not because, the rich people give to this charity, but like something you actually care about, right? I mean, right. like people are going to see through your BS. The brain is really good at that, you know? And the third is like something you're into. I'm into cars, right? If you're into cars, if you're into travel, if you're into movies, like just join things, organizations where you'll be around people like yourself and then you'll just, you'll find business, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
So, so that's what I do, do and that's what I recommend. So once, okay, great. So once you meet people in different, you know, however you meet them and you tell them what you do and you engage them in a discussion, how long does it take? Do, you, do they usually need to get trained first through a series of meetings? Yeah, walk you through my whole process. Yeah, beautiful question. So if I have a conversation with somebody and I think there could be an opportunity, I just say, hey, look, would you be open to having an initial conversation with me? Let's set up a little Zoom meeting or in person, 20 minutes. I'll get a feel of what you want. I'll walk you through a sample plan of the work that we do. And if you say you love it, we'll move forward. And if you say you got it, we're good. It's no big deal, right? So then we have an initial conversation. I'll identify goals, objectives. I'll make sure that we're a good advisor for them and vice versa, right? You know, I'm interviewing them like they're interviewing us. Then if they say, yeah, I'm ready to move forward, we really have three meetings after that. The second meeting is we actually will start to build their plan because we do comprehensive planning. And I, Mark and Dale, myself used to do this meeting, but we've now actually brought in a certified financial planner. We have two now, Larry Mott and Matt Spencer, to actually help us now build their model. So now we don't have to run that meeting and they get a better plan, to be honest with you, because Larry's got 33 years of experience and he has more time, right? Mm -hmm. So then we build their plan. Then the third meeting, and we give them homework in between these meetings, homework between meeting two and three is they watch our investment videos. Third meeting is I do what's called the MRI, which is the investment analysis of what they have. And I get them totally flat. I wouldn't say totally, but pretty clear on the way we approach investing so that they get it. We're not stock picking. We're not market timing, distinguishing those two worlds, right? We also talk about the way we use permanent insurance. That's a very unique strategy, too. We use permanent insurance to replace bonds and cash, which is very unusual because, you know, most investment companies, they just want you to buy term invest the difference because, that's right. how they make their money. And then most insurance companies want you to buy only permanent insurance because that's how they make their money, right? right? But the reality is, is one is not better than the other. They actually complement each other well because while one has risk in the market, the other has no risk. While one is taxable, the other's tax-free. While one's e-liquid, the other's liquid. So we explain right. how they can complement. And then the fourth meeting is the recommendations where we'll actually put on paper, okay, based off your goals and objectives, mm-hmm. what would we do if we were in your shoes in regards to everything. But then as we go through it, it's co-creative. So we'll say, okay, we want to tweak this. We want to change this, adjust the risk profile, do no permanent insurance, do more permanent, whatever they want to do, right? And so then we actually co-create their plan for them. And then, then they're a client, right? Then we bring them in, they do all the paperwork processing, and then ideally they do coaching forever. And at some point, I've enrolled them in the American Dream Experience, and hopefully they come to our next one or, you know, whenever we've got one coming up. Nice. Is American Dream Experience exclusive to your firm? So it's exclusive to anybody who is a Matson Money advisor. Okay. So there's about 50 brand ambassadors across the country that are going to lead this event. Uh, and then there's, I think, maybe 400 Matson advisors. Now, you know, 15 of those 400 are like at our company, right? So it's not a lot of companies that actually do it, you know? Uh, right. But if you want to have access to the American Dream Experience, you've got to work with a Matson advisor. Right. Nice. Nice. Well, good. So it's exclusive to Matson. Okay, I get yeah. that. Which, in uh, theory, makes it exclusive to us because we're partnered with them, and you know, so that's how. Mm-hmm. That works. So, do you work also on other issues like financing, mortgages, uh, real estate issues, uh, things that traditional financial advisors do not work with? No. Now, let me let me let me caveat that all of that does get built into the model. And Larry and Matt, who are the CFPs, they will work on what they can. Right. 
But, you know, we're not attorneys. We're not banks, right? So if they need help financing, we'll make introductions. If they need help with estate planning document-wise, you know, we'll structure with the attorney. We'll make the introductions. But we don't do any of that in-house. Okay. Uh, and that's really by design because if they don't like their relationship or they like it, they can keep it, right? We really just want to help them establish the plan, us focusing on the investments, the insurance, everything that goes into a plan, um, and then things like that we will advise, build into the model, but not actually do ourselves. Okay. Um, do you do anything different in bad markets like this? No. Well, I guess you could say different than the traditional investor, which is we don't panic. <laughs> um, but no, no, because at the end of the day, if we do believe in market timing doesn't work, which we do believe market timing doesn't work, actually what you should be doing in those times is just rebalancing the portfolio back to the appropriate allocation versus saying, well, you know what, we should maybe change to this, or we should maybe sell and hold in cash, or we should do this, or we should do that. No, we, we don't. Now, what's happening behind the scenes is there is a selling and a buying. There is a rebalancing happening, but it's not because we think it's a good time to buy this asset class or not. It's because the math and the science force us to make the transaction. Mm. But what you see is normally what's down is up. You know, so interesting enough, last quarter, we sold a bunch of fixed income, bought a bunch of equities. Now equity done great, right? So it almost always works itself out. But uh, either way, you, you know, you just stay disciplined during that time. So what I do is I make sure my clients are coming to coaching. I'm having conversations with each and every one of them so they're not panicking. Um, and that is what results in the types of returns that we have, which are amazing and far better than what the Dalbar study is because we right. just don't panic. Nice. Nice. And you collaborate with your other advisors on your in your firm. And then you have support people as well. So it sounds like a great model. Um, so considering the fact that, you know, about 300 financial advisors are probably going to see this in the near term and probably a thousand over the next year, imagine that you're sitting in an auditorium, maybe at Baylor, you know, okay. <laughs> you're on stage and you've got this entire group here and you get, you have a chance to tell them besides all the great things that you've told us now, like a message that you want to tell our, our colleagues in the industry. Mm. What would you say to them? Oh, man, there's so many great things. I would say something like, I think this is the source of my power, right? And the source of the success that our firms have. I would say you got to figure out what the purpose of yourself and your company is. And there's right. no right or wrong one. You got to figure out, like, what do you actually want to do? If you just want to be an advisor, that's not enough, you know? You got to figure out, like, why are you going to get up? Why are you building this? Why are you even having these conversations? And like I said, we are committed to empowering families, my family, your family, their families, to experience purpose, freedom, and abundance. That's our why. It's in every conversation we have with clients. I, I even tell them in the, our opening meeting, you know, that's our why. I'm just letting you know. It's in our training conversations. It's in everything. And when you start to develop something like that, a purpose, a why, then organically you'll make the right decisions in relation to that. You'll say, nice. okay, does that empower people? Does that, do? oh, it doesn't, I'm not going to do that. Does okay. that give them freedom? No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm not going to do that. And I think foundationally, if you create that, you can do that at fresh out of college, your first year in practice, or you can do that. I've been doing this 35 years and I'm floundering, right? You create that all the other things will take care of itself, right? And I would love to share the American dream experience and I'd love to share the way we approach investing and all that. But if you told me there's one thing that I'd leave them with, 
you got to figure out what that is. And then you build your business around that. Build business around that. That's great. Leadership is direction. Uh, and it sounds like you have it and you've done a great job and uh, interesting your evolution from not being terribly happy with the industry to saying, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And uh, <laughs> it was a, this industry's BS. And now it's, I'm going to change the world. And I'm going to be honest with you. This sounds crazy, you know, but I'm going to speak it into existence. Right. I tell my partners all the time. I don't know if it'll be my generation, maybe my kids. I don't have any kids yet, but when I have kids, hopefully if I'm blessed with kids, maybe their generation, but I think wealth design group, and the way that we approach this, I think we'll put companies like Morgan Stanley out of business and Merrill Lynch out of business. And the reason I say that is because they don't create value anymore. Well, they still do. But once the world understands the education around investing, the fact that there's a whole other world of investing they can choose that's based in math and science, well, selling me things isn't going to get the job done anymore. So there's mm -hmm. not going to be any more value. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, it went from thinking this whole industry is crazy to like, all right, well, let's just change it. <laughs> and now we're going to do our own thing. So, um, yeah, massive shift over the past 10 years, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just blessed, man. I love what I do. Um, and I've got energy for days because of that. Why? Like I said, I'm I'm moved by it every day. So um, that's what I would leave people with. Well, you're a great inspiration. And thank you for sharing your life and your development with all of our listeners today in the Financial Advisors Workshop. I think, uh, I think our time is done and we're going to leave it there. Uh, but thank you. We'll probably do a follow-up with you later on and maybe sure. learn a little more about, about the network and other things that you're working on. But uh, thanks, uh, thanks for being with us today, um, Justin. And mm -hmm. thanks to all our listeners for being with us. Uh, we'll be back with another great episode here very shortly. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for being on the Financial Advisors Workshop, a four-star podcast and video series. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the ideas shared here, please subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify and share this episode with anyone you think will also find value here. Please send us your follow-up questions at financialadvisorsworkshop.com. And while you're there, download our guide on how to find ultra-high net worth clients. And if you're a financial advisor looking for more freedom, higher margins, and better training, please set up a consultation to hear more about joining our team by going to fourstarwealth.com slash advisors. All right. Thanks for listening. And until the next financial advisor workshop, keep on growing, everyone.